Hello and welcome to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that asks the seriously awkward health and wellness questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Bo Williams, and today we're talking about living with diabetes. If you're affected by anything you hear today or are struggling, please seek professional help and contact a GP. Data from Diabetes UK states that more than 5 million people in the UK live with diabetes. Additionally, 850,000 people could be living with diabetes who are yet to be diagnosed. Living with diabetes, it's a journey that requires resilience, courage and determination. Yet despite the millions of people who face this condition every day, there are stigmas and stereotypes that persist, making it an even more challenging path to navigate. Society sometimes paints a narrow picture of what it means to have diabetes. The misconceptions range from assuming it's entirely self-inflicted to believing it's a condition that only affects certain age groups or lifestyles. These stereotypes can lead to judgment, isolation and even discrimination. I'm joined by three fabulous guests who shine a light on the reality of living with diabetes while also celebrating their incredible strength and perseverance by living their best lives. I'd like to introduce my first guest, Amelia Lilly, a singer and television personality who has appeared on The X Factor and Celebrity Big Brother. Amelia was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when she was just three years old and didn't really understand why her mum had to pin her down to give her injections to manage the condition. Next up is Marcel Somerville. He's a TV personality and musician who was previously in the group Blazing Squad, where he was known as Rocky B. Marcel had no idea he had diabetes until he was rushed to hospital with life-threatening symptoms age 34, which turned out to be complications caused by his untreated diabetes. We also have Natasha Marsland from Diabetes UK, a leading expert in diabetes, who will explain all about the difference between type 1 and type 2, which many of us aren't aware of, I certainly and how to manage the condition and just why it is so stigmatised by certain people. Please note that Amelia and Marcel will be speaking from their personal experience only. This podcast should not be used for medical advice and if you have any concerns, you should see your doctor. I'm really excited for this. (laughs) I think it's because I don't know a lot about diabetes so I'm really excited to learn. Natasha, I'm going to start with you. What is type 1 diabetes and what is type 2 diabetes? Well, Type 1 and type 2 diabetes, they're the two main types of diabetes. And diabetes is a serious condition. It's a long-term condition uh, when your sugar levels are higher than they should be. Now, with type 1 diabetes, your pancreas shuts down so it doesn't reduce any insulin. And you need insulin to get the sugar from your blood into your cells to be used as energy. So with type 1 diabetes, your pancreas doesn't reduce any insulin. With type 2 diabetes, your pancreas may be producing some insulin or the insulin it produces is not effective, so your sugar levels are rising higher than they should be. Now, we know, unfortunately, with um, diabetes, the numbers in the UK are topping the 5 million mark and the numbers are rising, particularly with people living with type 2 diabetes. So you've got, if you, if you think you might have it, what are the symptoms? It's the four Ts. Feeling tired, the toilet thinner and feeling thir- you know exceptionally thirsty drinking a lot more and unfortunately we do know that some people weren't aware you know aren't aware of these symptoms yeah. and yeah. certainly with type 1 diabetes these symptoms are very obvious because your body's producing no insulin yeah. with type 2 diabetes because you know you're producing some insulin you may not notice the, the these symptoms you can get other symptoms as well high sugar levels can cause genital itching for example or, or thrush for example you may have blurry vision as well but the, the four t's again we've got information on our website these are important symptoms of diabetes to be aware of 
Marcel, you have diabetic, you tell me to say this, ketoacidosis. Yeah. You, that happened to you, so that's yeah. a potentially fatal thing. How did you find out that you first had diabetes? It was during, it was during like COVID, the lockdown and everything like that. And um, I started feeling like, I started feeling like really like tired and really ill. And I was going to the toilet like, like five times a night, six times a night. And I, and and I was thinking to myself, what's going on? I don't really understand. I was saying to um, to to Bex, babies, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm going to the toilet so much. So I called the doctors, and and we had to do everything over over the phone and it so you, because you couldn't go into the surgeries or anything like that. And I was I yeah. was trying to explain what was going on, and he was like, oh, it's really strange. We're gonna send you in for some blood tests. So I went went and done the blood test, and it was literally the day after I'd done the blood tests. I started vomiting in the morning, like like I was, I I, I, just, I just didn't feel like myself. My wife called up, um, called up one one one. Was like like my my husband's vomiting. He's he's passing out, whatever it is. And they were they were like, like like they didn't really understand what the symptoms were for some reason. Yeah. So then it got to a point when um, when I was in my bedroom and I started vomiting again and I just hit the floor. My wife called nine nine nine. I think that at, at this point they sent the ambulance straight away. And um, I remember like, like lying on the floor, and it was like it was like having these lights in my eyes, just like flashing because it was God was going in and out of like consciousness or whatever it was. And um, the paramedic walked walk, walk through the door and was like, I was apparently I was grey, yeah. I was grey, I'd lost all the colour in my skin, I was grey on the floor, and he was like, he's diabetic. And then and then and then my, and then everyone was just like, what's going on? But they obviously were doing whatever they done took me to the ambulance and I passed out, woke up and it was like a scene from like ER. And, yeah. and you're, 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 you're flashing in, you're seeing yourself going under all the lights and then there's doctors rushing and all this different stuff that's going on. And I just remember just like passing out. And then I woke up, um, I woke up and then they were, they, they'd moved me to like another ward and the doctor came in and was like, um, hello, Mr. Somville, um, did you know that you were diabetic? And I was like, I had no clue that I was diabetic, and, yeah. and and literally like like to hear that, and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like I I, I didn't know what diabetes was, and I, I had no yeah. clue what 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 came with it. And then when he when he started explaining it all to me, and I was like, he's like, your life's gonna change now. You're gonna have to start making some some changes to how you eat, and like you're gonna have to do this, and you have to do this, and it's all this information that I'm getting given after just waking up from yeah. the like I've I've never been in the hospital before in my life, in it like so well apart from being born. Um, but um, but like literally, it was like to to wake up and have all of this information being being fed to me and and saying that this is your life moving forward. It was just like it was it was in it was intense. It was it was scary. It was seven days of just like of fear because because obviously at, at that point, my like your, your family couldn't come and visit you. You were just yeah, in there yeah, by yeah. yourself in it, having to do with you speaking to people on the phone, trying to explain. What's going on? And people are saying, "Oh, like what? What? Um, what? What? Like, is it because you was eating too much? It's too much yeah. sugar? Was you eating badly or whatever it is?" And it's like, "No, nah, it's just, it's just." I have to be honest. To I kind of thought that as well, mm. and I know it's a stigma mm. as part of diabetes. I just thought that, like, oh, they like, are, like my dad's friend had. It. I was like, well, he's always in the pub. That's probably why he got it. And it's not. Mm. It's, yeah. it's nothing no, to do it's, with it's, that. But so that was like that could have been fatal. And you were thirty four, but Amelia, you were three when you found out. Yeah. It kind of makes me, it's terrible for you, but imagine yeah. your parents when you were three. Well, that's the thing. I'm trying mean, to stop yeah, you, like, eating like, stuff. I don't even remember any of, like, you know, obviously you remember mm. everything, Marcel. For me, 
my nana actually recognised my symptoms because my uncles got it. Yeah. Um. So my, you know, I was thirsty all the time, going to the toilet all the time. Yeah. And my nana just kept saying to my mom, "She's got sugar in her body. You need to take her to the to the doctors." And I, you know, I got diagnosed straight away in the hospital when I was three and a half. And wow. my mum was, bless her, hysterical because yeah. back when I got it, not many kids had mm. it. I was the only child in my whole school that had it. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even know how to deal with it. When I was having a, you know, a low blood sugar, you know, they would make me sit outside the classroom and have a biscuit because the other kids obviously would get jealous. Oh, yeah. You think back and it's actually, it's quite That's sad because that would never happen yeah. now. No. So when yeah. I grew up, I did feel like very isolated. Mm. Um, but like, I, like I've said time and time again, I don't know any different. And yeah. it's kind of formed me into the strong woman that I am today. And I've been through so many different hurdles with it, but I literally have had it my whole life. Yeah. So it does it, it must impact your daily life now because when you were kind of saying stuff to me about what you'd have to eat and I'm like, what do you, can you drink alcohol? Like, there's so much to think mm-hmm. of at 34, mm-hmm. whereas you had it forever. Yeah. So you kind of just have always incorporated that into your... But how did you start incorporating that when you were so young? Your parents did it and then you just followed it on. Yeah, I mean, I've always been very transparent talking about my journey with, you know, diabetes. It's not being plain sailing. You know, I had a lot of hypoglycemic fits when I was younger because during the night I'd be having a low blood sugar and I'd get up to go to the toilet not realising how low I was and mm. I used to fall in the night um, my mum used to hear a bang um, and obviously I'm having a fit on the floor and I used to wake up in hospital and not know what was going on um, I've got quite a few scars on me <laughs> um, but obviously going through all of that it's kind of made me realize like my body and I recognize my symptoms so much better now as I've got older um going through all that as being younger and the technology now yeah. yeah you know we're so lucky now like being you know in this kind of society that we're in that we've got these amazing forms of technology where I didn't have that when I was a kid so I'm just yeah. so grateful now mm. for all of the pieces of amazing technology that we have Definitely. yeah how did it change your like daily routine and stuff so um I think I think for me it, it was it, it was more the more the case of just knowing that now every time I get up in the morning because because before I had um, my freestyle Libra mm. I used to have to prick my finger so be- so the freestyle Libra is the thing on the yeah. back of your arm that measures your, s- your your blood um, okay your, your blood sugar yeah so 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 before that um, I got given a kit where you had like a finger pricker you had your sensor that you had to put a little yeah. little card thing into prick your blood. Stick it on there, and then it will read the thing. So I got I like like I, I I got myself into a process of waking up in the morning, doing that, yeah. having breakfast, relaxing, doing whatever I was gonna do, thinking, oh, it's lunchtime now. I'm gonna do the same so thing. So you have to do it before every meal. Before every meal, and 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 literally you've got. Uh, when it, when it first happened, I was, like I had all of these apps on my phone to tell me how many carbs are in an apple, yeah. how many carbs are in pasta. So you have to decide what you're going to eat based on what yeah. you're. Oh so, my so, god! So, yeah. so, so 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 say for instance you were going out to a restaurant and everyone was like, oh, like we're going to get, let's go for pizza, Pizza's. and 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 then you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're sitting there thinking, oh gosh, that's a lot of insulin I'm going to have to take there, isn't it? Yeah. I said, then I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is this is ridiculous. But then you you basically go, all right, cool. I'm I'm just going to have one slice of pizza and a Caesar salad because that's that's, that's I can't that's, believe pizza would affect it. Yeah. It's, but it's carbs, isn't it? It's it's, yeah. it's it's 
white it's, carbs. It's white yeah. carbs, like, yeah. which, are, which, which, are, which are potentially the worst, the worst thing for you. So yeah. I went through a stage of like saying to myself, I'm not going to eat any carbs, no rice, no pasta, because there was one point when I, like, 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 when I first got diagnosed, it's like, it's like I got diagnosed with it and then my body was, was just working as normal. So yeah. I, was, I, was, I was doing my insulin, but then it was bringing me down too low. And I was like, what's going on? And then the doctor was like, sometimes you have, it's like, I don't know what, I can't remember what they called it. But it was honeymoon, yeah. honeymoon period, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, I'm not diabetic anymore. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm cured, I'm cured. And then, <laughs> and then that, that like lasted for like about two weeks. And then, then it was back, back, back to like the, the normal... High, high high blood sugars, low blood sugars, trying to avoid eating things that was going to spike it, learning the things that are going to spike my spike my, my blood sugar and just yeah. trying to avoid those things. So it's different, is it different for everyone what, what it would spike? Mm. Or similar? I don't know. Or, uh, carbohydrate foods like the bread, potatoes, yeah. pasta, milk, fruit yeah. and vegetables, they're broken down into sugar and you need the insulin to get that sugar out of your bloodstream into your cells but it, it can vary from yeah. day to day. That's why di- living with diabetes is so relentless because you yeah. could do the same th- thing. So you can inject X units of insulin to X amount of food, you can eat the s- exactly same meal the next day and your sugar levels yeah. could be different. And yeah. it's so frustrating and unpredictable ins- for people yeah. um, living with diabetes. Do you take uh, insulin every day, both of you? Yeah, yeah every you day. You have to take it every day. Yeah. So every injections day. every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you, are you injecting? Yeah, so yeah. so so I take an injection with 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 all the food that I eat. Then I take a long, um, um, I take a slow working one, which goes through the night, right, yeah. and then keeps me. So how many injections a day? I don't know. Like if I have like three three meals, and then my my late night one, that's four. Mi- yeah, minimum. minimum, yeah. What? Obviously, if you're going a bit higher, you have a yeah. correction dose. Correction dose and all that stuff. But there's insulin pumps now as well, yeah. which is. You know, I was talking obviously earlier about technology as well, which I'm looking at changing onto. But yeah, I mean, obviously we have to think about mm. everything we do. I mean, I don't know about you, but I wake up every day and I think, right, what am I doing today? <laughs> Let's, you know, if I, if, if and I, I kind of pre-ballus like for if say say if I, this morning I had a slice of toast, I thought, right, okay, well, I'll give myself three units now, and then about half an hour later, I had another two units. Now that works for me, but that might not work for yeah. Marcel. Everyone's yeah. body is very different, and like I say, I've had it my whole life, so I've found a pattern that works for me. But I'm not a doctor and I'm not a nurse, yeah. so yeah. obviously, but that's just what works for me. And what like would you avoid? Is there certain things that you just like? It's not worth it. What do you mean? Food like, wise. Oh, food wise. Full sugar drinks, obviously, unless yeah. you're going low. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. What what I found when I when I drink full sugar drinks, it like it doesn't matter like how low I was, it will literally just spike yeah. me straight away. So, yeah. so, so, so I kind of I I, I drink diet drinks because yeah. I love fizzy drinks. Like it's one of my one of my my favorite things. I used to love drinking a fizzy drink. And then when I when I got diagnosed, I was like, oh my god, I can't drink fizzy drinks. Anymore. I couldn't live without a fizzy drink. And then like and then I realized. All of the zero drinks were basically made for me, so yeah. I, I, I would yeah. go into to, to all the supermarkets, <laughs> buy about like six cans of Tango, six cans of Coke, whatever it is, yeah. and I'd be like, "This is like, I'm living, I'm living, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I can still do things that I like to do in it." Like, and I think that's that's one of the things I've kind of like learned from 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 my diagnosis. It's like if you think about your life and what you enjoy doing in it. You can still definitely do those things with diabetes, but you just got to do them in a way that's gonna work 
and yeah. we've got diabetes. You know what I'm saying? Is yeah. this the biggest challenge? Your food and like the, what? The, just the the organization of a day to try and see what you can even eat and. I think I think for me, obviously, I mean, I left school and, you know, got on one of the biggest television shows at the time. And, you know, that for me was a massive transition. I was used to having my mum there every day, you know, monitoring my levels, everything like that. I then entered this crazy world and had to do it all on my own. And I, I struggled. Like, you know, I didn't know how to do both um, at 16. Mm. Um, and I think for me, ever since then, I've kind of not really had routine to my life. And I think routine is key yeah. um, with diabetes. But for me, going through all that kind of transition period of being a teenager and not rebelling, but entering, you know, going on nights out and yeah. alcohol is introduced and stuff like that. I think Chips me, after a night out and everything. Exactly. You know, who knew chips and gravy could make your level yeah. spike so much? Of um, course, especially that late. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I think going through all of the the lifestyle that I've had and, and being a performer and, you know, doing musicals and stuff, it's kind of, even though I've not had a structured routine, I've made it work for me. It's took yeah. some time to get to where I am now. Um, but, you know, it, it is, it, I think routine is key, but I think I've been living proof that you can still mm. manage it yeah. and not have a, like a structured routine every day. How did your family feel? Like, like for you... Your mum was mm. obviously devastated. You were three. Who's also got it now as well. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Well, at least she knows how to do everything. Yeah, I mean, it, that was scary. I do think you both have the same one, type yeah, type, type one. one? She got it. Um, what year did you get it, Marcel? 2023. No, 20, oh, it's 2023 now. Yeah, 20, oh, 20, I do that no, all the time with the years. 2020. <laughs> so I think mum got it same year as you. Really? Fe- we just wow. probably went into lockdown. She got rushed into the hospital, yeah. Wow. And... Um, we, I knew, I knew what was wrong with her. Yeah. She wasn't well. She had all the symptoms mm. Marcel had. And I checked her blood and her blood was 33. Oh, yeah. And um, the best thing was... What is your blood <laughs> supposed to be for people who are listening and myself? Between four and nine. Yeah. Four and nine. Yeah. And if you get a spike, you'd go up to 33? No, no, no. So, no, so, so spikes will be like, like you'd, you'd be on 13 and you'd be like, oh God, I'm feeling a bit tired now. Yeah. But yeah. then... But then like I think when I when I got um when I got diagnosed I was on I think I was on twenty seven yeah twenty seven wow. but but it was like twenty seven and I, I remember the nurse Anne she was trying her best to try and bring me down and trying to balance me out and I was like and I it, yeah it was it was like and, and people are giving number. individual yeah. sugar levels targets yeah. as well and it can Cost, be tight yeah. in, in yeah. pregnancy yeah. for example yeah. and type one and type two differ but mm. um with like with your mum developing type 1 yeah. diabetes there's nothing you can do to to prevent you developing type 1 diabetes yeah. um, unfortunately yeah. whereas we do time. know going back to the question about pre-diabetes um we do know if you know if you are living with overweight or obesity um, and maybe not as active as you'd like to be up in your activity levels losing any weight if you need to lose weight we yeah. do know up to about 50 percent of people couldn't de- delay or re- prevent developing type 2 diabetes but as you've pointed out it's relentless and mm. you're going through a it growth spurt stressful. going through a growth spurt can change the amount of insulin yeah. that you need and and like going out for a meal we know with the research that we've done and listening to people with diabetes the stigma associated with diabetes people don't always want to inject or yeah. scan their you know yeah. their Libra to get their sugar levels yeah. um so would skip 
injecting their yeah. insulin to get home after having that pizza and their sugar levels are sky high. Do you both find that? Do you find a stigma around it? Do you know what? When I when I, when I first got it and I was like, oh, like I'm gonna have to like like take my needle out and do it in a restaurant. I was like, I was I was I was in myself thinking everyone's gonna be looking at me thinking, what's he doing? Yeah. Is, he, is he doing drugs? Is he doing? Something? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean because because you're thinking needles? People don't really like. like yeah. I've, I've never really seen anyone do it, innit? So then I'll be like sitting there thinking to myself. I'm gonna go to the toilet. I'm gonna go to the toilet and do it. And then, yeah. and then, but then, I've, uh, but over the time, I've just got to a point when I'm just like, bang it up, do the yeah. injection, and just get it done. But sometimes you do like, and and sometimes it's 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 if you're around people that you don't really know, mm-hmm. and then you're thinking, I'm not gonna like, I don't really want to put it up because everyone's gonna then gonna they're gonna start asking me questions, and then it's avoiding, yeah, asking uh, uh, like like answering questions about diabetes and people saying to you, "Oh, like so, do you not eat eat healthy then?" Or like, yeah. like, and those things, and then you're like in your head, you're like, "Oh." But I'm exercise helps as well, doesn't yeah, it? So it really helps. Yeah. What does exercise do? Does it bring your blood sugars down? It does bring it down, but there were times when I go to the gym and I'd be mm. doing weights, yeah, mm. and it'd shoot my blood sugar up, mm-hmm. and I was like, like yeah. I remember speaking to to the, to my diabetic nurse and being like, "I don't understand what's going on because I'm doing I'm working out, but my sugar's going high. Why is yeah. why is it happening?" But it's just there's certain things like like yeah. cardio will bring it down, yeah. but like weights will yeah. it will shoot it up. So it's that's really strange. bizarre. How do you like if you're let's say Christmas is sorry I know it's not mm, Christmas yeah. time but it is in my mind. It is. <laughs> <laughs> if Christmas is coming up, how do you manage like special occasions? What do you do if you're, like, uh, even a special occasion is going out for dinner. Like, so you just have to think of it, like, let's say Christmas Day. Yeah. Like, I just eat all day. Can Mm. you, you you can't eat all day. Well, you can, but it Mm. depends on what you eat. Like, if you loved Yorkshire puddings, you probably got to not have as many Yorkshire puddings as you would have, or roast potatoes as you would have. But you can have as much turkey and lamb as you want. Mm. And we always say, you know, the odd one day over Christmas, yeah. you know, is not yeah. going to sort of, yeah. you know, make a big difference to your long-term risk of developing the long-term complications mm. of diabetes. It's just being sort of aware of what yeah. you're eating and, and, you know, like you said, you can, there's no foods off limits, yeah. um, but it's just you about, bal- about, about balance. Yeah, you and about alcohol, you, yeah. you know, alcohol can lower your sugar level. Yeah, so those yeah. things to think about, there's so much juggling. Drink more is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Chris, Christmas day is my day off because I do pando every Every year and, yeah. and literally two shows every day. So by the time it comes to Christmas Day, I'm like, I'm just gonna have a day off today. Yeah. And if I want to, yeah. you know, eat and drink, and obviously, you know, we've got the, you know, me and myself have got the Freestyle Libra sensor, which is great. Um, so we can kind of it gives us the freedom and, and more of guidance to mm. monitoring our levels, so we can keep a closer. Can eye I have a look at it? Mine's covered up, but it's like a little. Oh, did you cover it up with a plaster? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Christmas Day is my day off, so I think you know we've still got to live, and I think that's yeah. the message. I think yeah, that we kind of like yeah. to put out there. Have you ever like because it's like to me you saying like so healthy and now I'm looking at you mm. like why they actually are glowing their skin is massive <laughs> I feel like you must be the healthiest people ever but does it change your perspective on health when you when you have something like diabetes and having to keep monitor yeah. so closely no, definitely I think I think I think for me because because I was always so active when it when it was happening I was like I was like like what's triggered it? I, don't, I, I couldn't understand what, what I triggered it because because I'd always gone to the gym. I'd always been trying to eat healthy, trying to like yeah. look after my body. And then um, I remember like having a conversation with 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 um, with my diabetic nurse and being like, I really want to go to the gym, but I'm a little bit scared because I hadn't got 
the whole thing under as 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 under control as I would have hoped to in the early days, and yeah. and and it was like a thing of if I go to the gym, do I need to take insulin before I go to the gym, or or should I leave my sugar high, or should I? I don't know, like, 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 there were so many questions that I had, and like, obviously, they, 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 they told me everything I needed to know. Like, it was like, if you're gonna be going to the gym in the morning, whatever you're having for your breakfast, take, take, don't take as much to, to, um, to counteract the whole amount of the sugar that's that, that that's gonna be in there, but take, a, t- take a decent amount so it doesn't, so you don't go too high, and then yeah. you just go and work out. Do, do you feel when you come back, like, like. Balance um, um do do a correctional dose to make sure that you're where you need to be and I, I like I, and there were so many things about about it that I was just it was it was there was I was think I was I think I was overthinking things yeah. and then once you get to a point when you like kind of like know what's going on and, and and you know about how blood sugar works and all those kind of things you kind of like can kind of like make the decisions a yeah. lot easier but I think at the start when you first get diagnosed you're always going to be like. I don't know what to do. Like I'm scared. Yeah. Like when, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it was. It it, it it takes a lot. On, it, it takes it takes a lot of a toll on your mind because you're making so many yeah. decisions and mm. thinking about so many things before you doing yeah, anything. Before you mm. do anything. Yeah. When did you hit the sweet spot where you were like, okay, I get it? I think the sweet spot. I think it was probably about. I don't know. I think it was probably about like. Two or three months in, and I think because it's be, really good. No, no, no. I, I, I think I think one of, one of the reasons that made me like focus and take so much initiative to like make sure that I, like I was gonna get under control was because literally a, a, I think it was a week before before I went in, mm-hmm. I found out I was having my son, yeah. and it was literally a week before I was like I got the best news in the world. Then yeah. I was in hospital, oh, yeah. and then I was like, whatever you do, you need to make sure that. You have this under control because you can't. You you want to be a dad that's going to be running mm. around and involved in everything. You don't want you you don't want to be like having that be a be a thing that's going to halt halt your yeah. your yeah. fatherhood in it. So I think I was really on it. I was reading about everything. I was I was on the Diabetes UK website reading about everything. Mm. I made contact like, yeah. like I made contact with a lot of people to kind of like get information. And there, and there was a lot of people that were reaching out to me saying, oh, like, I've had it from this point, I've had it from there, this is what you need to do. And I was just like, all the information, I was just taking it on. Yeah. And rather than being, like, panicking about things, I was taking on the the, the, the information and, and, like, noting it all down so I knew mm. what I needed to do going forward and it was for the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had it since you were three. Mm. Like, how have you kind of dealt with it? When did you even start dealing with it? Having to give a three-year-old injections. Yeah, my mum said I used to run behind the sofa and oh, she used so to like, have bad. to pin me down. And that that must have been hard as a parent having to do that. Um, I think that's why me and my mum are so close. And, yeah. you know, she always used to, it's funny, well, it's not funny now, but she used to say, oh, I wish I could take it off her. Yeah. She'd be careful what you wish for because mm. now yeah. she's got it. Um, but... You know, I have had it for 26 years now. Mm. And, you know, it's it's the whole, you know, as we were talking about limbs earlier and everything like that, and eyes are a big thing as well. Mm. Um, What's with the eyes? What do you mean eyes are a big thing? So your eyes can be affected if... if 
not if you don't look after yourself properly, but I mean, there's always going to be changes with your eyes. And obviously with me having it for so, pretty much my whole life, um, I actually got a letter uh, yesterday that um, I'm now being referred to the eye hospital, which isn't the best news. Because the high sugar levels and high blood pressure can cause the damage in your blood yeah. vessels and, yeah. and cause something called retinopathy, which yeah, is our yeah. eye damage. So that's why people with diabetes have to go for ret- something called retinal yeah. screening, right, get their right. eyes yeah. checked yeah. with a special camera yeah, to see if there's any damage me. at the back of their eyes. So that's so, yeah. so important. And yeah. Yeah, it's great to hear that you you know you've been referred. Yeah, I'm being referred. It, it's annoying because my HbA1c is the best it's ever been. Mm. You know, it's I think it's 48. What's the HbA1c? So it's like an overall uh, blood reading of like the yeah. last three months, um, which mine's 48, percent which is the probably Perfect, one of the best yeah. it's ever mm. been. Um, but you know, the unfortunately. You know, like my, my doctor said, you know, you have had this pretty much your whole life. You're going to have changes, um, yeah. unfortunately, which is a shame. But I think, do you know what? I've dealt with it for so long and whatever, you know, comes my way, I'll just, it'll yeah. just make me even stronger. So, yeah. How did you do it in, I remember a girl in my school got diabetes, um, but ha- but she was a bit older. She was right. like 12 or 13. But when you went to like primary school and you yeah. started at reception, mm-hmm. how did you deal with that? Who did your injections? Surely you weren't doing them yourself. Um, my mom used to come in every day Stop. to do my injections. And then I remember I was nine years old. So I'd gone through all those years of school. Um, and my mom said to me, my mom stood in the kitchen with me. And she said, right, you can do it. You can do it on your own. And I was like, I can't do it, Mum, I can't. And she got a needle, a clean one, by the way, <laughs> um, and she stuck it in her own tummy and she said, look, I can do it. And I thought, if my mum can do that, I can do it. And so I did it. And, and and it was all because there was a school trip that was going away when I was nine, I think I was in year four, um, and I could only go if I could do my own injections. Um, and I did it. And uh, so I was nine years old, doing my oh. own injections on school trips and... Yeah, it's just crazy. But I thought if my mum can stand there and I, she, it's only later on in my life she said, oh, I was absolutely petrified <laughs> that I was sticking this needle in. Um, but I thought, yeah, if she can do it, so can I. We um, have some type one events, like holidays. So children yeah. with type one diabetes can go to these holidays. And yeah. many children on these Diabetes UK camps, they see other people with diabetes. Probably for the first time they've yeah, met someone yeah. else with diabetes. Yeah. And they see, you know, that someone they've made friends with inject themselves. And then they learn to inject themselves. Mm. It takes away some of the fear, yeah. understandable fear. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, you know, it's, it's a good way if you sort of get mm-hmm. sort of getting used to diabetes and learning from other people living with it because a lot of children don't know anyone yeah, like yourself you yeah, didn't know yeah. anyone in your school no, there is very few especially mm. from your age yeah did you find there were stereotypes that came with diabetes because you've obviously had it forever yeah I think like Marcel said earlier a lot of people just thought I'd had too much sugar and the lack of education mm. and it still and it still exists still, yeah. and I've been a dietitian for coming mm. up to 30 years and that myth still that people yeah. with diabetes have brought it on themselves yeah. because of eating too much sugar. Mm. You know, we talk one diabetes. But it is a lot more common now. And I think, you know, the fact we're sat, all sat here today talking about it, it's all to raise awareness and, yeah. and try and educate people as much as, as as much as we can. And it's no one's fault, you know. I don't think I've ever learned as much as I have in this. Like <laughs> this, this is like the one I've learned most on. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. How do you manage, like, your... How do you manage your personal life and then your career and then having diabetes at the same time? 
Is it so, really like you're juggling it? It's like another do, baby. Do you know what? Like, like it's 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 funny because like I, I remember one like I think it was it must have been like two weeks before two weeks after I got that well not not two weeks after probably about a month after and we were doing our first Blazing Squad gig back. Yeah. And for some reason my head went and I was like I think I need to do some insulin before I go on stage. Done insulin before like so so, so we'd obviously eaten. I done insulin and I was running around on stage and literally I was like oh my god. Because because I was exerting so mm-hmm. much so much thing on stage, my sugars just dropped. And I was on stage going, "Oh my god, I'm having a hypo." Oh no! Everyone else and 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 and, and no one else knows what's going on because mm-hmm. they 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 haven't seen me in it. Yeah. They haven't seen me. Yeah. So so I'm there going, "Oh my god, I've got to make it through this. I've got to make it through this song." So then I made it through the song. Gone. Had to, had to run off stage, get some sweets, come back on stage. How quick can you have sweets and, and it goes back up? No, it, it's it's not straight away. It takes a little while. It takes a little yeah. while. But I was it was it was literally mid it was mid performance. So I was like, I, I need to be out there, even if, even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm gonna still be out there holding the mic. And it was like I, I remember thinking to myself, you can never do that again because, like, it's 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 that thing of having to think so you're you're thinking so much about everything yeah. that you let it like. Like mess up, mess up what um, what you're actually doing. So yeah. I think for me, it's definitely finding the balance of all right, cool. You know when you need to inject. You know, like plan before you're gonna eat a little bit before you go and stay. So your your sugars are where they need to be before you go on. And like like yeah. it's, yeah. it's it's just trying to make it all all make sense. And it's just it does take it it takes a lot out of you. And then like doing all the traveling, you're stopping at service stations and I all the food, yeah. all the food yeah. that's in service stations are, are, are just, it's junk food, isn't it? Like, or, yeah, or you go to, you buy like some cold chicken from, yeah. from oh, M&S and you're like, chicken. this ain't the best. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like all of those things. It's like trying to plan and maybe taking a packed lunch and stuff. It's like, it's, it's like things you don't really want to do, but yeah. you end up doing them because. How do you say positive? Does it get you down? At times, at times, but I think, yeah, I think I like, like. Do you know what? Like the things that are going on in my life, are, like are, are reasons for me to be positive in it. Like mm. obviously, having diabetes is it is hard, but it like I can't let it stop me from enjoying the good things about life in it. Like even if I've got to think to myself, right, I've got to do an injection. Or, well, we're yeah. going to a really lovely restaurant, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to inject insulin at some point and. Like, like, look at the menu and figure out what I'm gonna eat because I just can't believe that. That's my biggest yeah. learning from this. Yeah. I, I thought you had an injection a day and that was it. No, no. It's literally for everything that you eat, everything you do every day. You've got to kind of think about mm. whether that's going for a walk. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Literally, even even trying clothes on in a clothing shop because it clocks me, up makes um, me drop like it yeah. makes my, my levels drop I get really hot in, in yeah, yeah. You get, like I get a little yeah. bit stressed out because <laughs> that's why I prefer to order online now and then I can just try them it's on so in my true. own time so but true. but I mean it's it, it's you know obviously uh, going back you said about personal life as well Vogue, yeah. like obviously you guys have got kids mm. and that's you know I'd love to have children and I want to have children that's a whole different obviously kettle of fish for me like, when I want to start planning having kids because it will change got, your levels when you're yeah, pregnant. I've got a kind of I've got to speak to my diabetic team, you know, as soon as I think about having wanting to start a family, um, there's different things, you know, medications that you have to go on and um yeah, it's just a whole different that'll be a whole new chapter of my life wow. that I've not even yeah. entered yet. So that's quite a lot for me to think about as a woman as well. Yeah, because you have to plan and make yeah. sure your sugar levels are a certain range yeah. before you even think about 
conceiving and getting prescribed folic acids and you know for at least three months before you conceive and the the hormones in pregnancy can Mm -hmm. you know affect your blood do affect your blood sugar levels so there's so much more monitoring the good news is with the technology it makes life so much easier for Mm -hmm. for people for for women um and like you said when you diagnosed three when you were three years ago you just didn't have the technology That, that people could have access to but we still yeah. know there's there is problems still with with access as well to technology and we know people living um in more deprived areas don't get the access to yeah. the technology that they should have as well so yeah. diabetes why do you have to buy these things yourself the the things on your arm some people do mm. um and they're not cheap either some people do some people um it all depends on your control mm. you know yeah. and um it is hard same with the pumps the funding for the pumps i mean we're talking thousands of pounds you wow. know for insulin pumps and it's just crazy um but at least we are kind of getting to a better stage with yeah. technology yeah. than like when when I had it twenty when I got it twenty six years ago. But yeah. it's a cost saving because with the cost, technology yeah. you can get better sugar you know improved yeah. sugar levels yeah. in the safe range. Then yeah. you're less likely to develop the long term complications yeah. of diabetes, which are yeah. costly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know it's a, a, a false sort of <laughs> saving really. So it's important that people should have the access. And there is fortunately there is criteria that has increased the access to the technology mm. for people with diabetes. Um, Diabetes UK does a lot of campaigning about that. Well, thank you all very much. That was very, very insightful. I learned so much from that pod. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. you. And that is the end of another fantastic episode of Taboo Talk. We really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much to my amazing guests, Marcel Somerville, Amelia Lilly and Natasha Marsland. If you enjoyed this app, please do rate, review and subscribe. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, please do like, comment and subscribe because it really helps us. See you next time.